Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the Cyber Pro Podcast back with another episode today. Today, we have Trey Robinson on, and he's going to tell us a little bit about who he is, what he does, and why he loves us all. And on that, let's jump into the questions. Trey, good morning. How are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. I'm doing well, Jeff. It's very nice to meet you, and thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, my name is Trey Robison. I also go by Ice Bear Hacks Online. I'm an IT security auditor, uh, IT consultant, wear a lot of hats working for a MSP, managed service provider, uh, cybersecurity enthusiast. I'm also a student, go to conferences, and I, I just love technology and I love security. Yeah, MSP, those are three magical letters. We'll get back to that in a second. I was just <laughs> I was just at Cyber Huntsville uh, about a month ago and I took a whole class about how MSPs are in a class of themselves in terms of security vulnerabilities, but maybe we'll get into that one in a second. Uh, question number two, what would you say in your experience is the most fascinating aspect about being a cyber professional these days? I don't think it's ever boring. So out of any field you could choose or any type of technology that you could work in, security is always going to be exciting. There's always something new to learn. And there are so many niche areas. So if you get bored in one area, there is a whole world you can open up and study um, from like cryptography and web application security and network security and even compliance, uh, governance risk compliance type work. We need everybody. So it's it's a huge field and it never gets boring. I'm always running into some kind of problem or another and having to learn on the fly. So learning on the fly is always fun. It can be a little stressful at times, but it's it's a really exciting field. Yeah, we've, we've been hearing a lot of different variants of the same question and uh, we all have a different perspective on what that answer is. We'd love to hear yours for question number three. And the question itself is general, a very general question, but many times the response is not. So with that, when you hear the, the statement that cybersecurity is a top concern and only getting bigger, what does that mean to you where you sit today and where do you think that's going to lead in the future? So I think it's definitely a top concern um, across many different avenues from national security to personal privacy, to small, medium-sized businesses, trying to stay afloat while getting hit with ransomware and any other kind of attack. Um, I think it's just something where we need more professionals, uh, and more people building security controls. Um, I work with a lot of small, medium-sized businesses and I see them get hit with, uh, with ransomware. They get a lot of they get in a lot of different kind of sticky situations, a lot of scams. So where they'll send like thousands of dollars and they're smaller businesses. So it does hurt their business and it's not always covered by insurance. So from what I see, it's just a lot of bad people taking advantage of the vulnerable. I guess it's always in that way, but I'm seeing it a lot just in the cyber world, if you will. Yeah, uh, so that ties in perfectly to what we were just talking about. You know, working at a company that's an MSP or an SSP. For those of you who don't know, that's a managed service provider. And and you can correct me or add to my following statement, Trey. But historically, what MSPs do is they handle many outsourced um, programs, responsibilities of their client companies that they either don't want to 
or aren't able to handle themselves uh, like managing vendors, providers, uh, human capital in some cases. So working for an MSP, you sit in a very interesting situation because you have to guard a tower that not only has your own stuff in there, but your client's stuff in there. So your, your, your position is very unique in that you have to defend not only the perimeter which you control, but the perimeter of your client companies which you don't control. Let's talk about that for a second. What's that like? So that can be a struggle. Uh, it can be a struggle for many reasons, uh, from getting the C-level buy-in from your client <laughs> to actually implement the control that you, you're, you're asking for and uh, just keeping on top of it. So uh, we, do a, we do a lot of proactive security. So we do security awareness training and testing. And, and we have some requirements uh, like two-factor authentication that we've put in place. Uh, I think with the company I work for, we have a waiver if you're not going to implement two-factor authentication where we're not liable if something happens because we, we recommend that you, know, you have to do that. Uh, it's a challenge. Uh, we, we try to do as many cybersecurity assessments as possible. So vulnerability scanning and remediation, any type of cybersecurity assessment that I do, it's not just doing a Nessus scan and putting a company header on it. Um, it's a true cybersecurity assessment. So I'm going into group policies. I'm checking the configurations, making sure they're applied. I'm going to check physical security. I'm trying to cover everything when I'm at the client. And then I have to relay any remediation to the engineers to make sure that they get it done. But it can be a struggle, especially when I, when I talk to a client and I suggest, hey, you, you really need to do another scan. You really need to check this. You know, we can't have out-of-date uh, out-of-date operating systems or whatever that might be. It's the communication and getting buy-in is, is difficult. I leave a lot of that to my manager. So that's, that's nice on my side, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's interesting. And, um, you know, we do manage the technology. So they assume that we're also managing security, but sometimes we need additional permission or an additional budget to do some security things because it costs extra time. They might not understand that. So it's, so, so, so let me ask you a last question on that. Uh, when it comes to specific things around security, and, and we can pick any number of things, right? You can, we can talk about remediation. We can talk about detection. We can talk about penetration testing. We can talk about everything. Do you do that in-house or do you subcontract out to vendors, that your channel partners that you might work with when it comes to specific clients? Uh, so we actually do that. So uh, I conducted the first penetration test that my firm has done. That's uh, my area of specialty, if you will. Uh, it's a newer service that we're offering. And uh, again, it's a real pen test. It's not a vulnerability scan with a header on it. I've seen that. And um, <laughs> that would be another another time to, to, to go down that rabbit hole. It, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, that just about wraps up my questions except for the fun question, of course. Question number five, and we love to end with this because we all need to smile because some days are stressful. Tell us about your favorite piece of retro technology and why it makes you smile. Oh, goodness. I don't know if it's technically retro technology, but it's such a favorite. I have to mention it. And that would be the, uh, the original Xbox. So uh, Halo 2 specifically on Xbox and Xbox Live. 
Now, this, this is my favorite for a few reasons. Uh, I do work in security now, but when I was a lot younger playing on Xbox Live for the first time, I discovered the crossover cable and how you can put your PC in between that connection to your Xbox and router, and you can modify gameplay. So that's when I discovered applications like Kane Enable, where you can kind of modify packets and maybe kick somebody who shouldn't be in your party, out of your party. And um, you can actually modify game environment variables. We used a program called Dot Halo, and it was really cool where you could like jump really high, change spawn points. And for some reason, that just kind of clicked like, okay, the Xbox is a computer and I can do all of this interesting stuff like just through my computer while I'm playing it. For me, it was just like most fascinating thing ever. And I played a lot of Halo 2. So <laughs> it, that has to be the one. Yeah. Sounds like a good uh, uh, aha moment that a lot of us go through. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You did it. You made it to the end. Check us out for future podcasts and more content.